Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast in, in this, this reality. reality. The show designed to challenge everything we've been taught. If you've ever felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Time to open your mind. And dive in. This, this is, is the, the Mental, Mental Mastery, Mastery Alliance, Alliance Podcast. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance Podcast. Today, as of this recording, it is December 18th. We are a few sleeps away from Christmas. Do we still care about Christmas? Interestingly enough, I know everybody's got their opinions on it, but I never gave a shit about Christmas. Much past being a kid, locked in your third dimensional ideologies of getting gifts and toys and all these fun things. The further into it you go, the further into this life game that you play, it's it's fun for me to sort of witness. I never had kids myself. I did not have the children. Not that I'm opposed to them. I'm only 42. I, it may still happen. It could happen in my lifetime. But I'll tell you, I'm an amazing uncle, and I will toot my own horn on that one. Uh, a friend of mine, I made that comment the other day, and a friend of mine says, and he goes, oh, it's amazing you can reach it. <laughs> I thought to myself, you punny little bastard. I am an amazing uncle, and I love my niece to pieces, and I love my non-blood nieces and nephews to pieces as well. These are your best friends who went off and had children. How crazy is that? It's fun to witness Christmas through their eyes. It's fun to go through this and experience it once again through them. This year, I've, I don't know if it's my energy or if it's what I'm tabbed into, but this year I've, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like we hear these talks about time and how everything is happening all at once, which I really do believe, I mean, the idea of time, this illusion of time, this, this time, whatever we think it is, like time, we have a calendar, we have a stopwatch, not a stopwatch. Some of us have a stopwatch, like swimmers probably have, a, they carry a stopwatch with them. How fast was I? Somebody time me, time me. I don't know. The illusion of time. Again, that's a whole other episode, but. I firmly believe that everything is happening all at once, even though I don't have the ability to perceive everything all at once visually, or as best as I know, I don't have the ability to perceive everything all at once. Only what I can perceive. I don't know. I don't know what I've been allowed to perceive. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't even know if I, if I can see what I'm seeing. And I know this sounds strange, but when you, Break past, and we're going to get into this. When you break past the idea of everything that we've been told to believe, it's truly amazing what you can believe and what you can see. And this is where that, that you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Did you see a tree or did you manifest a tree? That's some crazy stuff, right? And the obvious answer to anyone who's done no thought whatsoever is I clearly didn't manifest that tree. It's been here longer than I have. Well, who are you? Where are you? And what do you think you're actually looking at? And how do you know it's a tree? And where did that information come from? Wow. How many downloads have we taken? 
So back to my Christmas story before I get on to the next thing. This Christmas is peculiar because I'm seeing things and feeling things from Christmas's past. I am, interestingly enough, in a very active eBay bidding war for a few really neat items from when I was a kid. A pristine Super Nintendo. This is kind of fun for me. I don't know for the life of me what happened to my original Super Nintendo. And then before everything was all hullabaloo, I ended up buying a Super Nintendo inbox from a pawn shop probably 10, 15 years ago. And I was living with a few friends at the time and we played this thing. I know it only cost me like 150 bucks. And we played this thing for hours. We literally sat down and beat Mario. And then we played a little bit hither, hither and yon, here and there, and it kind of like lost its flair again. This was again like 10, 15 years ago. So I sold it to uh, a woman who absolutely adored it, um, reminded her of her youth. It went to a really good home. I'm really happy about that. I made my money back, sold it for 150 and played it and enjoyed it for hours. Kind of wish I kept that one because it was in great condition. These Nintendos, I don't know what it is about them, but they tend to fade. They take, you know, they take, they tend to change color, almost like a, you guys remember the tile ceilings in, in smoking buildings? Jeez, that's a long time ago, eh? They all turned yellow and shit. That's what happened to the Nintendo, so I don't know. Anyway, long story short, I'm in a bidding war now for a pristine box and, and a Super Nintendo that still has the cellophane wrapping around it. It's not new. It's been used. It's been played with, but it's been extremely well maintained. So I'm really excited about that. And it's kind of like, you know, and this is a little bit more than 150. It's absolutely absurd, actually, what they're charging for these things. They're ranging anywhere now from 499, 599, depending on the condition. Mine's in good condition, so it's a little bit higher. And I, like, I'm not upset about it, <laughs> you know. The idea of paying $500 for a Super Nintendo is kind of absurd when you think about it. But at the same time, it's a collectible. It's in great shape. It's going to be worth something a little bit later on, but it's going to be worth more to me. And even if I don't get it, if somebody outbids me at the end or however it works, um, again, I'm still relatively new to eBay. Even though I'm loving it, I'm still relatively new. And people can say, how can you be new to eBay? It's been around for years. Well, I never really bothered buying stuff online or, or I was more focused on building, building the, the company, building the Mental Mastery Alliance, getting the coaches aligned. This is a 10-year progress project for me. And I've spent very little on myself in the process. It's all been, well, I shouldn't say that. I should not say that at all. I've spent very little on frivolities. Everything has been specifically purchased in the design and effort to grow, to grow myself, to expand, to be better, to understand, comprehend myself a little bit more, better gear. The equipment I'm talking to you on right now is, is as about as good as it can get for a home studio. And I love that. I would hate to project something or to put something out there that is of subpar quality. And I feel that anyone that's listening to me should, should be able to listen to it in comfort and enjoy the sound of my voice better than a $10 microphone. Now, that's also not to say that the $10 microphone isn't good, right? Well, maybe not the $10 one, but, but I'll tell you, if you go back to episode one on this, we started with just the cell phone. That was the upload. I know people that have definitely some good gear for their apples, which aren't available for Android, but they're still recording on their cell phone. They sound fantastic. Now, these people have very deep, very radio voices. And I don't really have that quite, quite that command of my voice just yet. So I can't pull that off. I have a different voice. I have a velvety smooth voice. 
back to this. I sit here in awe of Christmas because I get to spoil my niece, which is kind of fun. Fun because she's already spoiled, but I don't have to deal with the brattiness of the whole spoiled thing. Um, and she, you know, I get to give her the things that I want to give her that I think that she'll either benefit from or not, not so much that she wants. Uh, so she's never really overly thrilled about my gifts out the gate, loves them later, which is always cool. I think to the Nintendo and the nostalgia of the hunt that I'm in right now. And I'm also looking for boxed games. I really enjoy the idea of having a game with the box and having a display type of thing. I don't know why. You know, these are the things that we do and don't need. These are the things that we sort of have. And these are the things that we don't allow ourselves to appreciate. Because how, how many of us right now are so lost in the idea that we need to, we need to work, 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 right? This, this massive hustle culture. And a lot of that comes from the prison that we've been put in, the prison that, that we've been thinking about, the, the, the idea, the, the influence. I'm going to get into that in one second, but I want to wrap up this Christmas thing. I, I don't know if it's the smells, if it's the scents, but I am sitting in a spot right now where I get to appreciate Christmas as it is right now. The impression of Christmas, not the pagan ritual of, of, of Christmas. And people can say all over the place, well, Christmas is this and Christmas is that. And, and you're, you know, you're, it's not the birth on the celebration of Christ. Nobody gives a shit really about who is what and what is where. Christmas in North America is legitimately a time, the only time, one of the only times, I think there's two, there's two times where all holidays line up in North America. I have a feeling the second one's Labor Day, <laughs> but this is Christmas, Christmas and New Year's. And it doesn't matter what you want to celebrate, what religion denomination you want to be, the world, North America shuts down at Christmas, which means anyone can get together with anyone because everyone has time off. If nothing else, it's a time where everyone's schedules could, easy, could be more easy to line up. Uh, and that's kind of what I celebrate or, or what we should be celebrating. Uh, the fact that we do have the opportunity in this hectic and crazy schedule to, to get together. However you want to look at that, however you want that to be, or however you want that to appear, it is a good time for family. So back to me, <laughs> I'm having this interesting situation scenario where my essence and my energy is experiencing Christmas through the Super Nintendo. It's bringing me back to what, 91, 92, the year that I received it, that I'm able to hunt this down and, and shop for. It's almost like there's an energy and an essence inside this purchase. The fact that I get to appreciate my niece and know the excitement that she's going through and feel this uh, for the Christmas and for the, the third D, the 3D, uh, you know, uh, celebration that is this ritualistic Christmas. I also have this external overwhelming sense of, of other Christmases remembered. Uh, my father passed away a few years back, uh, quite a few years back now. It's hard to believe that. It's been 15 years since my father passed away. Wow. But there are memories of him flooding through today. And it's not memories. It's, it's essence. It's energy. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, a sense. So for me, when we go back to time, when I talk about time and how I perceive it and how it's perceived, I should say not how I perceive it, but how it's perceived. This particular Christmas for me, 
at this particular time, I don't know if there's a, a thinning of the veil. I don't know if they were close to Halloween. Ah, I have no idea. But I feel like I am able to, without my eyes, but with all of my senses, connect to a multitude of Christmases carrying on. And I would also venture out to believe that there are some things that I am sensing but not picking up on that may be from Christmases in the future or this moment in time in the future. And that, to me, is kind of really cool. Uh, I've never experienced it like this before, but again, every single day, I put a lot of effort into understanding and comprehending myself a little bit more, a little bit better, uh, comprehending the scenario and the situation in which we're in. This whole thing started with trying to cure anxiety and depression and also having a few questions about you know the world that we live in and the understanding that we live in. And here we are 13 minutes into the podcast, 12 minutes into the podcast, and I'm kind of getting to the meat and potatoes about what I wanted to talk about. Christmas is great. The feeling is great. The understanding and comprehension of who I am and where I am. Sorry, there is no understanding of who I am and where I am. There is a amazing thirst for comprehension of who I am and where I am. And I'm working diligently towards that and sharing that progress with you guys as I go. I came across a meme and I absolutely loved it. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a, an aggressive meme. Uh, it reads, there will come a time when you will lose everything, including your mind. Once you've lost your mind, you will be left with nothing but your soul. This is when you'll know you're invincible. And that one hit me like a ton of bricks. That one hit me like really hard. And I had to repost and reshare this one. And I wanted to even, I mean, this, this technically this is the inspiration of this one, but I went on that Christmas tangent because it's been really neat to experience that as well. When you lose your mind, remember this, your mind is completely programmed. We believe that we're having our own thoughts. We believe that we're doing our own things and we believe that we are a unique entity. Uh, sorry, not unique. We believe that we are a sovereign individual floating through infinite space, infinite and forever expanding space on a, on a wet rock that spins at ridiculous speeds and the water doesn't fling off like, like a tennis ball. We have, we have weird beliefs, beliefs that we're not allowed to question, beliefs that we're not allowed to, to say anything. And if you talk to, for lack of a better term, idiots or people who refuse to acknowledge who they are, They'll tell you any of your ideas are insane. So a lot of people who have grand thoughts tend to not speak them. And to me, this is this is one of those things. So this this is this is this meme really brought this out because it really sparked something inside me as well. As I'm growing and as I'm projecting myself into who knows, whatever capacity I can possibly be. I spoke on this one earlier too, you know, what came first? Did I manifest the tree or was the tree there to influence me to manifest something else? These Answers, you know, we don't have them. We, we, we have the ability to ask the question, and that's pretty cool. So in this meme, there will come a time when you will lose everything. And however that manifests or however that looks, it, for me, it was the idea of who I thought I was supposed to be and, and, and what I was supposed to acquire and the relationships I was supposed to have with people. I was absolutely miserable. But I was fighting for this thing that all of society always told me I should have in all of the random television shows I watched and all of the news media and all of the influence and all of the influence of influence, the people I would talk to that would watch the shows that would share this, that would have this idea. 
Then there was that thought inside your head that's like, I can take care of this. I can handle this. I know what this person's saying, thinking, doing. I am on top of this. I can read minds. I'm, I'm superhuman. I've got it all figured out. And they keep pushing. They keep pushing this narrative and you keep asking these questions. And, and today, in this day and age, I, I, I look around and I, I see people like, I don't know what, it all, what, it, what it's all meaning. I don't understand. How do we put all these dots together? How do we connect all this stuff? And I look at this and I think to myself, man, I have the ability to see certain things. I have the ability to spot patterns. And pattern spotting is something that's always been in my repertoire. I read an article not too long ago that that talked about how pattern spotting is being um, uh, removed from the human psyche. And I thought to myself, there's an interesting point on this one. Why would I be reading this article if I'm thinking about pattern spotting? And why would I be reading this article if I already assume that I can spot patterns that other people can't? So am I manifesting the pattern spotting ability or is it something that's already here and I'm observing it? Huge questions. But there are a lot of people, it would appear, that don't have the ability to, to connect the dots. And they don't have the desire to connect the dots. I also know a lot of people who wouldn't know who they were if they weren't complaining. In other words, they complain and complain and complain and they want things to be different apparently. But if you ask them to put any effort in, they'll, they'll shut down. You can physically watch them shut down. You can see their earballs close when you start suggesting certain things. There's a group of people in your very life that will call you names if you start bringing new information to the table, information that you yourself have sourced and looked at and, and, and done work on and connected dots for. Are we supposed to stick with these people? Are we supposed to stick with this experience? Well, the answer is yes. Because you're teaching yourself more about yourself through your engagements with those around you. In other words, every single one of us is symbiotic. Without the contrast, we wouldn't know how far we've come. Without the contrast, we wouldn't know who to argue with, how to talk, how to talk to ourselves, what's worth our time. We wouldn't be able to grow, strengthen our ability, strengthen our, our own argument, strengthen our comprehension and understanding without somebody who is showing opposition. It is an amazing experience, and it is one filled with pain. And it's that inside the pain is where a lot of the answers lie. So back to this meme. There will come time when you will lose everything, including your mind. But once you've lost your mind, you'll be left with nothing but your soul. And this mind that I have, that I lost, was fascinating. And I know I say that word a lot, but I do quite like it. The, fa the word fascinating is it's quite fascinating. Quite, quite fascinating, really. I can get stuck in a loop there for sure. If you really, truly think about all the things you've thought about, you realize that you've been programmed. Why, why do you have a favorite color? Why do you have a favorite band? Why do you have a favorite outfit? Why do you have a favorite time of year? All of this comes from experience. And if you think about your band, let's just think about your favorite band. I asked this question on the Instagram not too long ago. It said, who was your favorite band? at 15 
I'm going to ask that question again because I really liked it. It, it. It's a fun question, but, you know, we got a lot of great answers. But the thing is, every single person who had a favorite band could only pick from the ones that they were exposed to. And how is it that in the understanding and comprehension that we have now, the further down we go into this rabbit hole of awareness and awakening, how is it that we understand now all of the media and all of the music has been selected specifically for you to listen to? Those who control the airwaves, right? And I'm not even saying it's a group of people. There's not one group of people. I mean, it leans even heavier into simulation theory than anything else. Because there's nobody, there isn't a single person on this planet who can have an idea of what should and shouldn't be. Except for you. You're the only entity on this planet that could have any possible idea of what you need for you, even before you know what you need for you. So the they that I would refer to in these scenarios is actually you, based on the soul contract theory, where you're in a simulation, but it's one programmed by you. And then you could say, well, why would I program death and despair? And why would I program Epstein? And why would I program this, that, and the other thing? Well, none of us know anything for sure about anything. We don't know who's real, what's real. We don't know if there's any you know, NPCs. We don't know any of this stuff. We just know what we know based on what we know. And every ounce of everything that we're learning and waking up from and applying knowledge to comes from the broken simulation that we came from. So everything that, you know, the prime example, you'll hear a ton of people say something like, well, follow the money. Well, no, don't follow the money. Don't follow the money at all. Because the money is just as much the part of the illusion as the thing you're trying to solve. So you can't solve the riddle with the riddle. Or you can't define the word by using the word, I should say, because mostly you can solve the riddle with the riddle because without the riddle, there's no riddle. God damn it. Which is another fascinating thing if you think about it. You have to solve this riddle. Not if it doesn't exist. Right? But if you don't have to solve that riddle, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with your time? If the riddle doesn't exist, you don't have to solve it. Oh, thank God. But the riddle does exist. And now you have to solve it. And it's really, really tough and really, really annoying. But if the riddle didn't exist, you wouldn't have to solve it. But if it didn't exist, you wouldn't experience tough and annoying. If it didn't exist, you'd be standing in a big white room with nothing to do, looking for something to do, wishing the riddle existed. But you can't wish it existed if you don't know it existed. So are we standing in a right a white room right now? Big white room, white lights everywhere, all over the place. Manifesting riddles so that we're not bored. Is that a possibility? It is. Manifesting things that we hate. Because that's a possibility, isn't it? So that we have contrast and experience and understanding. When you lose your mind. You lose your programming. You lose everything that they told you to believe in. Everything, every ounce of everything goes away. And when you couple that, for me personally, I coupled that with Dark Nights of the Soul. I coupled that with near-death experiences. Medically, my body was crazy. Uh, so mentally, you know, and, and I've gone into this when I had the, the surgery, I had no idea what was going on with me. When I was leaving my house that night, I, I was almost convinced I wasn't coming back. And I came to terms with it. I said, oh, I'm okay. However this goes, I'm okay. And then from that moment forward, I lost my fear of death. My fear of, of what else? And then physically, my body almost died on the operating table. 
And so that's two full-on experiences, spiritually, mentally, one where I was cognizant and one where I wasn't cognizant, one where, one where I was unconsciously almost dead. And that, you know, that was my meat suit. So both of us went through a beating. And from that moment forward, a lot of the practice and a lot of the thought that I had put into a lot of things really came through, came, came, came full circle. And in my life now, there are still people who will call me crazy and who will talk louder than me while I'm talking because they want to show you and the world how much they disbelieve yourself, you, the words you're saying. But then when you really get past it, when you break free from your own programming, you realize that they're not saying anything to you. What you've done when this happens and when this person starts speaking louder than you is you've poked the beast, you've poked the matrix, you've poked the system. The system is aware of you. The, the Agent Smith, you know, in the matrix where Agent Smith could take over anybody. Well, Agent Smith takes over the body of the person that you're talking to and then Agent Smith starts speaking louder and over-talking you and shutting you up. First, to make you doubt yourself, and second, to make anyone else in the room remember what they were programmed to remember and to not focus on the words that you're saying. So the programming runs deep. We talk about the algorithms in, in social media. The very same algorithms run in the real world without any connection to it. And you know this. For example, you guys remember when you were kids? I'm talking to the older generation here. When you guys were kids and you would think about a television show or an episode that you saw, and this is back before TiVo and anything like that, like you had to watch whatever the hell they put on there. You would think of an episode or you would talk about an episode and then later that day it would be on. That shit happened all the time. I was just talking about this. I was just thinking about you and you called. Oh, this is crazy. That's algorithmic work inside the system in which we currently reside. But are we allowed to talk about this? No. So when you lose your mind, your mind is your programming. Your mind tells you that you're not good enough. Your mind tells you that you're fat, that, you, that you're too slow, that you're not smart enough. That you, Your mind kicks your ass and your mind was programmed because every single time you, told your, you tell yourself that, it gives you an opportunity to shut it up. When you're at war with yourself, you can say to yourself, hey, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that which is an opportunity for you to then get good at this or get good at that. You say, I'm not going to sit here and take this shit anymore. Well, now you put in some effort. You know, a lot of people too, in the system that we're in, we're dumbed down by how, what we consume, the water that we consume, the fluoride that we consume, uh, the, the, the doctors, the RX, the, a lot of that recommendation, a lot of that, that stuff is, is designed to, to, to keep you literally unable to spot the patterns. Because once you can spot the pattern, so much of this becomes so clear. When I say clear, it's like, it's not so much that it makes any sense, but it's that you understand yourself a little bit better in the position that you're in inside here. It gets rid of the anxiety and, and the depression, right? But what doesn't get rid of the anxiety and the depression? Terrible carbs, terrible food, terribly delicious food. Everything that's absolutely stunningly delicious, have some, but don't live your life there. It's the same with drinking. The best thing you could possibly do for yourself in your future if you ever wanted to really attain greatness for yourself, not for a label and not for anything else, is to kick booze. And when you start working on a soul level, some, some call it a fifth dimensional level, booze just falls away because it's also shrouded with and encased in a third dimensional lower vibrational frequency. 
and you start to become uncomfortable with that. The life really does kick off when you can say to yourself, all right, I'm not that bad. All right, I got this figured out. All right, I can do what I got to do to get to where I got to get to. And anything I can't do, I can figure out. And that's the journey of life. Going from somebody who can't walk, talk, speak, or do anything from an infant to living through a society that has constantly told you that to be dependent on it. I'll get into dependence in the next episode, but all of society from the, from the moment you're born is teaching you not to be self-reliant. Again, in the society. We'll talk about that next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this show has been a lot of fun for me to record. Uh, I'm really happy you guys are all still here. I'm really happy with our growth. I'm really happy with what we're doing. Um, if you want to be a guest on the show, um, we have a new website up where you can click on, fill your form out. It is www.requesttoguest.com. And there you can um, request to have me come on your show or you come on this show if you feel that you've got something to say. We will filter through these. We can't guarantee we'll get back to everybody. But if you meet certain criteria and if you've got a story, we want to hear it. And that's not to be rude or say that, you know, you can't, whatever. But if you've got something to say and you want to be on the show and you love this show, then come on this show. Let's have you on here. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to giving people a shot, giving people a chance. Anyone that wants to really step up and have something to say, direct our traffic towards whatever it is you're doing. Here's your shot. Requesttoguest.com. If you're looking for coaching, we do have that website up as well. Um, well, I mean, our standard website's up and all these things link off it, but we've got a quick page too which is coachingwithtmma.com. And that's another just quick form to fill out to see sort of where you are in your journey and if there's anything that we can do to help. We want to help. There are a myriad of coaches that would probably fit your need. If I'm not the guy for you, we've got the guy for you or gal. Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.